0: Welcome back to another episode of the Call It a Comeback Sports Podcast. My name is Bobby McGinnis alongside my roommate, Tom Spallone. And finally, you get to see our beautiful faces, and we're really excited to be doing a, uh, a vodcast here today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. That's the first vodcast we're doing uh, here this semester. So I'm happy to get after it. We got a uh, first night of college basketball, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, Tom, like you said, college basketball kicks off tonight. And honestly, after last season, I'm very excited because we saw – Obviously two great teams with Gonzaga and Baylor, but it seems like this year it's going to be a little closer than people think Obviously that Baylor team lost a lot of pieces as well as Gonzaga losing their best player Jalen Suggs uh, Corey Kispert's gone now, but they still have their big man drew Timmy who we'll talk about a little later uh, First off, I want to start by talking about this week in the NFL time week nine. It was pretty exciting
1: Yeah, it was we saw a lot of good games. We saw a lot of upsets I um, I think we saw a lot of teams that are legit and a lot of teams that are pretenders, so um, I'm happy to get after it. Yeah, speaking of which, I think it was week two in the NFL. We said that the Denver Broncos are
0: pretenders, and this week our friend Jimmy Cody, big Broncos fan, uh, he was uh, letting us hear that the Broncos are, are po- possibly a playoff team now after uh, beating the Dallas Cowboys. They're now 5-4. and four. Tom, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was pretty happy about that outcome because uh, the Dallas Cowboys lost and uh, it was only their second loss this season, so it's good to see that. But yeah, the Denver Broncos, everyone wasn't really thinking this team is is that all that good or a playoff team, but I think they're a lot more talented than people think. I mean, the QB position's definitely been lacking, but Teddy Bridgewater, Bridgewater put together a good game on Sunday, and I uh, really like the way this kid Javante Williams is running the ball for them right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Williams and Gordon, definitely a good dynamic duo in the backfield there. Uh, I was honestly really surprised with their defensive play. They limited the Cowboys to zero points through three quarters, which is honestly really impressive. Cowboys had Dak Prescott back. It wasn't Cooper Rush, um, and And I thought that was just pretty impressive considering they lost Von Miller this week as well to the Rams.
1: Yeah, especially after trading uh, Von Miller away. I think this defense really stepped up big time and I think also noting Tim Patrick had a pretty nice game, four catches for 85 yards and a touchdown and he uh, he burnt Diggs on that one of those uh, streak routes. Uh, I just think Denver, that's a huge win for them and a step in the right direction for maybe a, a playoff berth. I mean, yeah, when you talk Denver in the playoffs, you look at that division, they got
0: a battle with the Chargers, the Chiefs and the Raiders who are all, I mean, I want to say off to a good start, maybe not as much for the Chiefs, but all of them are 500 or above 500, and in the race uh, for that division spot, uh, we might see two or three teams come out of that division uh, come playoff time as well with the wild card.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, obviously, I just mentioned the Chiefs, not off to the best start, but they had a huge win against the Packers. Obviously, there was no Aaron Rodgers. Um, Jordan Love was the starting quarterback for the Packers, and
1: honestly, he did not do great in his uh, debut. Yeah, he didn't do didn't do great. He missed on a lot of passes. Uh I thought he ran the ball pretty well though. He's a mobile quarterback, so that's gonna help him when he's when he ends up starting. But I mean, to be fair, this line didn't really hold up great for him. The Chiefs, I uh, think their defense did a lot of good game planning for this one. Uh, they brought a lot of blitzes. They pressured Love, and he just looked uncomfortable from the jump. And um, I think worth noting, Chiefs' offense is, is struggling right now. Only 13 points against that Green Bay defense who played really well. Uh, if Rodgers is playing that game, you've got to imagine the Packers win that one. And uh, I think their offense is a, is a real question mark right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I believe Mahomes right now is tied for second in interceptions, and that's just totally unlike Patrick Mahomes. Uh, does that worry
1: you at all? Yeah, it, it honestly does because uh, Mahomes. We've saw we've seen the, the first few years of his career. He doesn't really turn the ball over a lot. He's a big, uh, big playmaker. Can make plays with his feet. Uh, makes insane throws. So I mean, we've definitely seen that from him this year. But just the turnovers is, is definitely an issue and something that they got to clean up uh, coming towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you look at that offense, there's a lot of star power. Travis Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. For some reason this season, they just haven't been able to put it together consistently. And uh, honestly, like you said, that kind of worries me too. They're in a division where Justin Herbert and the Chargers look pretty good. I mean, they barely squeaked by the Philadelphia Eagles last week, but a win is a win. And right now they're six or 5-3 and three, uh, standing at the top of the division.
1: Yeah, you talk about that Chargers game. Uh, I thought that was a really good game. I think Philly uh, put up a good fight. Jalen uh, Hurts honestly looks pretty solid throwing the ball to Devontae Smith. Uh, their chemistry looks like it's it's going pretty well over there. But yeah, the Char it's all about the Chargers honestly. Uh, this huge win for them, especially with the Chiefs winning, they know that they got to keep winning football games if they want to win this division. And uh, I just think Herbert's really growing very well as a quarterback, and uh, just the way he throws the ball. And Mike Williams a Keaton now, it's just it's just a really good offense, fun to watch. And uh, I think I think they got a real shot at a uh, AFC West division there.
0: I agree. I think it's going to come down to the wire. It's definitely going to be, you know, that week 16, week 17. Now even we have week 18 this season. Uh, Those last three weeks are definitely going to be the difference maker when you look at the AFC West. So looking around the league uh, during this week nine, we had a lot of upsets, Tom.
1: Yeah, a lot of upsets. I think one uh, worth talking about is the Falcons over the Saints. I mean, I know we didn't see uh, James Winston at the Saints' QB position, but we saw Trevor it uh, Really doesn't matter. Their defense is pretty loaded. They have Alvin Kamara. Uh, just for the Falcons to go into New Orleans and win that game, I think is pretty, pretty big. And and now the Falcons are four and four. And this is a team that we all thought was going to be at the bottom of the uh, standings when you looked at the end of the year. But I mean, four and four. I think they're in a wild card pos- position right now in the NFC, especially this year because we accept three uh, wild card teams. So uh, what do you got to say about th- about them? I mean, yeah, you're right, Tom. We were
0: talking about it last night in the dorm, actually. We were looking, and we were like, who do you think is going to take these three wildcard spots? And obviously, you know, off, off the top of your head, you got the division winners um, or the people leading the division. But then – It's a it's a a wide variety of teams that could take these last three wild card spots Um, Obviously you mentioned the Falcons are right in the mix at four and four the team that they just beat the Saints are obviously in the mix as well at five and three Um, I don't know. It's it's definitely uh, interesting and we're gonna have to see I think if the Falcons can get hot uh, They could be a dangerous team Kyle Pitts has really come on over these last couple weeks. The only sucky thing is Calvin Ridley, Um, he's dealing with some personal issues off the field Um, I know he's mentioned dealing with mental health. He needs to step away from the game if he can return at all this season I think that'll give them a legit chance Uh, If not, I'm not sure if they have enough star power I don't know if Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson is enough to get by
1: Yeah, I'm not sure it is either honestly and this defense can only hold up for so long They weren't really expected to do much coming into this season, but I think uh, a great player this year has been Cordell Patterson for them He's really stepped up huge Had 126 yards in the receiving game on Sunday against the Saints Which is just really impressive and uh, yeah, we know that one NFC wildcard spots is either going to the Rams or the Cardinals. But looking at those last few spots right now, you're really outside of maybe New Orleans. We're not really sure, honestly. This could, this could go any direction. Yeah, we look at some other upsets in the league. We
0: had the Josh Allen Bowl. We had uh, the Bills taking on the Jaguars. And the Jaguars defensive uh, edge rusher Josh Allen won the battle there, Tom. I mean, he had a sack an interception, and a fumble recovery. Um, I mean, he just had, honestly, a career day, and the Jaguars went on to beat the Bills nine to six in a very low scoring
1: affair. Yeah, that was a really profess- uh, per- impressive performance by Josh Allen, the edge rusher. Um, no one really gave Jacksonville a chance in this one. Buffalo is one of the best teams in the league, and uh, Josh Allen's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And the fact that they didn't even put up a touchdown on the Jaguars defense is just pretty, pretty insane to think about. And uh, that's, that's a big loss for the Bills because you look at New England, and New England's uh, just won another game. They, beat, uh, they went into Carolina, won 24-6, great defensive performance. Their defense has been solid all season. And uh, now you look, the Patriots are a half game behind Buffalo, and now, now that could be a real issue for Buffalo. I mean, yeah, I obviously, uh,
0: I believe it was last week, our friend Jimmy Cody and Jeffrey Bozzi were on the show. And Jimmy mentioned that the Patriots uh, could be possible contenders. And honestly, I laughed in his face. Um, I did not. I, don't, I, I honestly still don't agree with it, although now they have a legit chance here with the Bills. Uh, they're each sitting at five wins, like you mentioned, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we could see a little bit of a race
1: in the AFC East. This, this is an embarrassing win for the Bills, uh, embarrassing loss for the Bills. Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's another bad loss for them because they had that Tennessee game. They were up most of that game, and it looks pretty good, but they blew that one, too. So now they're sitting at five and three, definitely not the record they were hoping for through the first eight games. And uh, I'm not expecting the Patriots to win this division. The Bills really should take it home. But I do think the Patriots should get a wild-card spot, especially... The way this team has been coached by Belichick and the way, honestly, Matt Jones has been playing, he hasn't turned the ball over much. And as we said, this defense, we, we know year in, year out, they bring a good defense on the field. So I, I do think New England's still going to get that wild card spot, but Buffalo definitely needs to needs to get it going. Yeah, Tom, and you know, like off
0: the air, we talk all the time about sports in our dorm with our friends, and a lot of people honestly have been giving me crap this whole season saying that uh, Josh Allen is a better quarterback and will lead his team further then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, and I just want to talk about this kid, Lamar Jackson. Another overtime victory for him against the Vikings. It seems like the Ravens are, are are only good when this kid is on his A game, and that he was uh, this past Sunday. I believe he did have um, a couple, a pair of turnovers, possibly, uh, or at least he started the game off. Um, a couple uh three and outs to start the game. It did not look good. It didn't look like he had it. But still by the end of the game almost four hundred combined yards. I believe he rushed for a buck twenty, threw for about two seventy.
1: Um and he just puts his his team in a position to win. This this kid needs to be talked about for M V P once again. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, honestly, is just having an incredible season. And uh, everyone was kind of counting the Ravens out on Sunday when they went down early against the Vikings. They were down uh, multiple possessions. But, uh, again, the Ravens found a way to come back, and it's just another crushing loss for the Vikings to lose in, in overtime on a game-winning field goal. And uh, Kirk Cousins, you just look at his stats season, and, and they're pretty solid. He's been a, a top 15, top, maybe even top 12 quarterback if you just look at statistics straight up. But look at the record. They're, they're sitting here 3-5. and five. It's, just this, it's the same old Kirk Cousins. They can never win those big uh, close games, but that's not really the point. here. This is Lamar Jackson and just another great com- comfort behind win. You talk about 120 yards on the ground for a QB is just pretty, pretty insane to, to think about, but that, that's another big win for them because you see the Browns uh, beat the Bengals this week. So if the Ravens want to keep keep ahead in that division, they they got to keep winning games
0: Yeah, and time you, you said it good yourself That's another very tight division where we have the Bengals at five and four the Browns at five and four uh, The Ravens are now six and two with one game advantage and we have the Steelers right there right behind them as we saw They had a big win last night Monday Night Football Uh honestly I want to say that the refs had a Steelers jersey on the, the entire game. We saw a lot of uh, either missed calls. Rough, there was so many missed roughing, roughing the passers uh, on Justin Fields that should have been called. Uh, the taunting penalty at the end to give the Steelers an extra three points, I believe, put them in field range. I mean, this game, it almost seemed like at times last night we were yelling at the TV wondering if
1: this game was fixed for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers got way too many calls last night while I was watching the game. I think the penalties were like Bears may have committed 12 and the, and the Steelers had two or three. So that, just looking at that kind of tells you that that, that game was very poorly reffed. And uh, I thought the Bears put up a good fight. Justin Fields uh, hung in there, threw for 290 yards, had a touchdown pass. Um, I re- I'm really not a big fan of Matt Nagy, and I, I think his play calling does hold Justin Fields back a lot. Um, They don't really call a lot of read options or a lot of run plays for him, and and he's a mobile QB, so I, I think they need to do a better job of that. And um, I, I do think the Bears defense tried to keep them in the game. But honestly, I think Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers had a pretty pretty solid offensive performance last night, putting up 29 points. We haven't really seen a whole lot of that from them this season. And I think Najee Harris is going to be a top running back in this league uh, for years to come because he looked good finishing a lot of runs off last night against his Bears defense who were missing tackles left and right.
0: No, I agree, Tom. Najee Harris looks good not only in the run game but in the pass game as well. He's a very good receiving back. And uh, that, that Pittsburgh team was just kind of clicking on all cylinders. As far as offense last night, they didn't put up many points. I mean 29 is not bad Um, But however, they were just consistent. It seemed like they were always putting together a a good drive to put their team in scoring position And honestly, I was impressed with Big Ben running the two-minute drill there at the end and and getting a field goal to to give his team the lead Um, I thought that was just a job well done all around by Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, and it's funny because we were looking at the Steelers team. I believe they only had one win uh, a few weeks ago, and they've just been on a tear ever since. They're now 5-3. and three. Honestly, it's very impressive there uh, by Mike Tomlin, but I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, everyone was counting them out after the beginning of the season. Not sure if they were a playoff team, but now we sit here. Mike Tomlin's never had a season uh, under 500, I believe. So they're sitting here at 5-3. and three. It's just he's an incredible coach, and they got him right back in it.
0: Yeah, so moving on now, I want to talk a little bit uh, – Let's play the role of a GM here, Tom. So you got a stud wide receiver in Odell Beckham who has just been released from the Browns. Obviously, we heard that news broke earlier in the week. And as of Tuesday, right now it's Tuesday, 5 o'clock. As of an hour ago, he passed through waivers unclaimed, which means he is officially a free agent and free to sign with whatever team he chooses. Um, Obviously, Odell's got to be happy that he's released from the Cleveland Browns. It was just a terrible situation. But I believe that the talent is still there. And a team that's looking to make a playoff run could really use a guy like him.
1: Yeah, if he can be uh, a good team player and not be a distraction to the team, I think he could be a really good receiver. We know the talent's still there for him. And uh, I think his number one destination, he did say, was the Green Bay Packers. So I think that could be a really good fit for him if he gets along with Rodgers and uh, can team up with Devontae Adams. That's a pretty scary uh, duo receiving core there. And uh, I think that that would really get them over the hump if they want to maybe make a Super Bowl run.
0: Now, Tom, if uh, Green Bay does sign Odell Beckham, would you say that they're legit Super Bowl contenders?
1: I think they'd be legit Super Bowl contenders, but I would not put them as the front runner in the NFC. Okay, who do you have ahead of them? I'm still going to put the Bucks ahead of them with Brady, and I'd still take, honestly, the Cardinals with fully healthy Kyler and fully healthy D-Hop. I mean, it's definitely tough because
0: you look at this uh, Packers team, and obviously coming into this week, they had one loss. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, he has COVID, he cannot play, and they end up losing in a close
1: one to the Chiefs. If Rodgers plays that game, I think they beat the Chiefs pretty easily. Yeah, the way the Chiefs have been playing, uh, 13 points. I'm pretty sure Rodgers is putting up at least 14 points on winning that football game if, if the opposition only has 13. Uh, Aaron Rodgers having a great season, honestly. I think if you do get him one more target— um, that could be huge for him. The GM of the Packers really hasn't done a great job of getting Rodgers receivers as we know uh, Whether that is through the draft or even free agency, he has had good receivers in the past uh, Maybe like Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, but yeah, we're talking ten years ago now. Yeah, but recently Jim has not done a great job of getting him receivers So this could be a, a big boost for him if they get OBJ.
0: No, I agree I think this is honestly a perfect fit for not only Beckham, but for for the Green Bay Packers as well And now Tom, let me ask you this Is there another team where if Green Bay decides not to go with Odell Beckham, maybe they think he's too much of a distraction?
1: Do you have another landing spot for OBJ? Yeah, I think my second spot would be the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think New Orleans would be a great fit for him. Uh, He could team up with uh, Michael Thomas. I know Michael Thomas is still banged up right now but uh, that would be a good duo there. I feel like if they could figure it out and uh, maybe if, if Winston can get a healthy, I know he's done for this season, but what's the deal with OBJ's contract? Is he So
0: yeah, so now that he's passed through waivers, I believe um, he's free to restructure the contract. Uh, yeah. Cleveland will owe him the guarantees, but the reason why he passed through waivers unclaimed is because nobody wanted to pick up that contract for the next couple years, so I believe he can now renegotiate. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure if, oh, honestly, I'm not sure if OBJ would want to go to New Orleans because they're not really in a win now with the QB spot but I feel like that would still be a decent spot for him. What do you think? I mean, yeah, it's tough. Trevor Simeon's not a
0: win-now quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't trust him to lead my team to the playoffs. That being said, we mentioned earlier, they're a legit candidate for a wild-card spot, so they definitely could be playing come postseason. Uh, Michael Thomas I heard he's you know the is gonna linger a little further I'm not sure if he's gonna be able to play this season, but like you said looking forward to future seasons Obviously, I think that would be a really good move for New Orleans. I mean having a dynamic wide receiver duo uh, Paired with Jameis Winston who loves to air the ball out. I think that would be good Looking at this season, though, I honestly think the Baltimore Ravens would be a great spot for Odell Beckham. I feel like his energy, you talk about maybe being a distraction, his energy matches with Lamar Jackson so good. You know, they're just like out there. It's almost like they're playing backyard football. Uh, Odell Beckham loves the game. He loves, you know, I don't want to say he's a very excitable player. You know what I mean? Like he's always celebrating after every play. He likes to get get the crowd involved. Uh, And Lamar Jackson's the same way. So I think that would be a very good fit. Um, and obviously, I think he would be the number one receiver there, uh, maybe behind Marquise Brown.
1: Yeah, that honestly wouldn't be a bad fit. I think the energies do match well between Lamar and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. The only thing is, I'm not sure how he'd fit into a run-first offense. Uh, we haven't really seen it yet, so I'm not sure. But I feel like that could be a little troublesome with the play calling with, with Harbaro, uh run-first. And not, maybe not him getting enough targets, but I, I, do, I still do think that could be a, a decent fit. That's true. I guess you could say, you could
0: make the argument that the Cleveland Browns are a run first team yeah, uh, and it didn't right work out there. So obviously, that's going to be a, a question for Odell. Is he okay accepting a new role where he's not going to be adding 10 targets a game?
1: Yeah. Um, and that, and then you look at uh, LA right now, a uh, bad loss on Sunday against the Titans. Maybe do they think about Uh, trying to dip in for OBJ. I mean, they just got Von Miller. They've basically been shopping the last two years and created almost a super team in the NFL. So they can't be out on OBJ, you'd imagine. But... Uh, as I mentioned, it yeah, was a tough loss against the Titans and we saw the Cardinals beat the Niners uh, with Colt McCoy So that NFC West is really is really shaping up.
0: Yeah, I mean that NFC West through those two Yeah, I agree man And we have we knew that coming into the season that it would be a pretty uh, exciting division to watch and now you even look at the Seahawks A lot of people probably counted them out myself included, but here comes Russell Wilson back from injury He's going to play this week or the yeah this week yeah, coming off the I bye the week 10. so uh, I mean, where does that put a team like Seattle? I mean, they're going to have to go on a monster run,
1: but is it possible? It's definitely possible for them to make the playoffs. I'm not sure how far they can get past the wild card, but definitely wouldn't count them out with Russell Wilson. Yeah, winning that division
0: is probably going to be tough. Uh, I think they're just way too far behind the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, looking forward to next week, Monday Night Football, we got Rams, Niners. That's going to be a good one to watch. Yeah, very good one. Some other playoff implications that week: Chiefs, Raiders. That's going to be Sunday night football. Um, honestly, if the Raiders win that one, people need to start considering them as being possible AFC West champs.
1: Possibly, but I mean, we we saw this past Sunday, Raiders dropped one of the Giants. Um, that's just a game the Raiders can't lose. Uh, giants have been just playing really inconsistent football this season. But, I mean, this is the portion of the schedule where the Raiders, and, and if you look at prior, you start to fall off a little bit. They're sitting at 5-2. and two. Now they're 5-3. and three. They can, They're still in a good spot uh, with this division and at least wildcard berth where they sh- should be able to get a playoff spot, but they can't get themselves into a losing streak here. I think this is a, a huge game against the Chiefs where they can get back on track after this uh, loss to the Giants. I agree. I mean, hey. I-
0: We're about halfway through the season, a little past halfway through the I guess this was the halfway mark. Um, So we're gonna have to just keep monitoring this and check in as the weeks go on. So switching gears here, as we mentioned earlier, tonight is the start of college basketball.
1: And honestly, Tom, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. I love watching college basketball. It's so much more uh, fun to watch than the NBA. Uh, These kids just really go at it every single night and they give it their all.
0: So, I mean, that leads me to it. I want to get some early predictions here. I know before we started the show, you and me bounced ideas back and forth a little on who could win
1: the Wooden Award, so let's start with that. Yeah, I'm going to make my prediction. I'm going to say Hunter Dickinson out of uh, University of Michigan. And uh, I just think this kid's a real body. He gets a ton of boards great at finishing he, he really showed up last year throughout the whole season as a true freshman and uh, in the tournament and uh, I'm gonna take him I know drew Timmy is the the consensus pick if you look online if you look at all these uh, these uh, experts but I mean yeah that's that's also a good pick drew Timmy's a great player I think he'll um, he'll definitely be a good NBA prospect at the end of the season and uh, I just I'm really excited for these bigs this season in, in college basketball
0: no there's actually a lot of uh, good centers you mentioned two of them just now I um, Honestly, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Drew Timmy as my guy. I know he's the consensus favorite I don't mind rolling with the favorite. I mean, this is a guy who last year averaged about 19 points, seven rebounds and Honestly, he was really impressive to watch in March Madness and getting his team there. He was a big reason why I mean It was him Suggs and Kispert um, Although I think this this season we're gonna really see that he's you know He's the main guy and obviously I think he's gonna be a lottery pick uh, come NBA draft time
1: yeah, he's really good all-around rebounding defense, and he can he just runs this, the screen and roll really well, and I think that's going to really benefit him come uh, draft time in the NBA. Yeah, and looking forward to tonight,
0: we have uh, a couple exciting games. we got Kansas taking on Michigan State, and we have Duke taking on Kentucky. Tom, uh, those are the two biggest games tonight. A lot of teams kind of start off with uh, a little, I don't want to say like, easy game but like a a little game to get going a lot of times you'll see ranked teams beat up on lower teams um for example unc tonight is playing loyola maryland obviously those two teams are uh very far apart when it comes to talent wise um but obviously we have two exciting games tonight and what are your
1: thoughts on those yeah, I really like um, the Kansas Jayhawks. Honestly, in this one, I think Michigan State's got a always got a good squad, and uh, Izzo is a great coach. But I think Kansas' uh, depth this season is going to be really good. Uh, Jalen Wilson is going to be out, I think, tonight though, because he. Uh, Something with protocols, right with Bill bell self, right, but they Kansas still is a, a solid roster and uh, you look at Duke, Kentucky I think that's gonna be a really good game. I'm honestly gonna take Duke though I think it's gonna be a close one, but I'm gonna take Duke by a few points.
0: Yeah, I agree Tom I'm on Kansas tonight and I also like Duke um, It's coach K's last season and yeah. I can't see them dropping that first game I know Kentucky is a very good team coached by uh, John Calipari uh, but I mean, Coach K, this is going to be, uh, I think, a magical season. And as much as I hate to admit it, I think Duke is going to be honestly a contender when it comes time uh, for the Natty
1: tournament. Yeah, they definitely will be. Krzyzewski's last year, like you said, it's going to be really big for them. I think the player's going to be really uh, hyped to play for him on his last season.
0: Yeah, so looking forward, I'm, I mean, before we close out the show here, I want to get you maybe one last prediction from you as far as uh, possible national championship winners. I know it's way too early as we got the first games kicking off today, but hey, why not? We'll see uh we'll see a couple months from now if we were anywhere close to correct.
1: Yeah, I am going to give the obvious answer. I'm going to go Gonzaga. Uh they're the clear cut favorite, but if you just look at them, they got a, a lot of uh guys that can just really score the ball. You look at Holgram, who's coming in as a freshman. Uh that kid's really lanky. I think he's going to be able to score the ball like crazy. And then you just look at Drew Timmy. Uh it's another guy who can score the ball, give you give you good uh athleticism and uh, a guy who's just been there done that uh in college basketball so i feel like this gonzaga team is just also coached by mark few um who has a lot of experience i just really like this gonzaga team to win it all this year
0: yeah for me honestly i think i'm gonna double down on a team that i was very high on last year and ended up getting bounced early and that's illinois They're playing in a very tough conference. Obviously, there's a lot of great teams in the Big Ten, and uh, I think they're one of them. Um, Obviously, it's going to be a tough road to get there. They're obviously going to be in the tournament. I'm not sure what seed they'll end up having, but they have a lot of good guys returning. I mean, you you talk about good bigs in uh, the NCAA uh, right now, and Kofi Coburn is uh, up there in in the top. He's got to be, what, maybe top three, top five as far as big men. So him returning was huge there's talks about him transferring Uh, getting him back is definitely huge for them And obviously obviously the return of trent frazier. I believe he's a senior now He's honestly a very good defensive guard who takes control of the court He's a leader and another guy uh, from long island andre curbelo uh, I think he's a difference maker, and with these three guys returning, um, as well as some new pieces that they picked up, Illinois is definitely going to be a tough team. Obviously, it's a little bit of a bold take as they're not one of the favorites, but I think they'll definitely uh, definitely be in the mix when it comes to Elite Eight or Final Four, and they could obviously make that second
1: push. Yeah, I think Illinois is a solid team. I liked them a lot last year with uh, Ao Desumu and, like you said, Frazier, Corbello, and uh, Kofi Coburn's really good, and uh, they still got a solid roster even with losing uh, Ao, um, but. I I do I do like that they're a little bit of a I wouldn't say dark horse But they're definitely not a favorite to win in a loaded Big Ten like you said, but I I definitely like that pick I think they're pretty deep and uh, they got an athletic squad for sure. Yeah, so
0: I mean it's almost six o'clock now We're gonna have to get back soon to watch the games Uh, Tom. This has been great. I mean our first video uh, We haven't done a video since freshman year with our old podcast Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to be back in front of the camera and Honestly, I thought this one went pretty well
1: yeah, I was excited for the first uh, podcast this semester. I thought we, were, we wrapped it up pretty well, and uh, I'm excited to watch some college hoops tonight. Yeah, we have some exciting
0: things planned for the future, um, that being interviews with players, interviews with experts around different leagues. Um, obviously, Tom, we're just getting started. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where we take this thing. And uh, that was another episode of Call to Comeback, and we'll see you next time.